With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Rich, I don't know if you're familiar with um, the NFL draft coverage. 17 NFL drafts. Rich Eisen. Who's been a lead pipe building professional for 17 years. Thank you, Kathy. Today's guests. Cleveland Browns center J.C. Treader. From Netflix's Dad Stop Embarrassing Me, actor David Allen Greer. Plus, first take host Stephen A. Smith in studio. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All righty, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. I am your humble host, Rich Eisen, sitting here in my chair. Best dad ever signed. Right in front of me on my desk here in Los Angeles, California. It's a great day. Good to see you, Chris Brockman. How my are you, man. sir? What's Good up, to buddy? see you. Mike Del Tufo, uh, it is, I'll just come right out and say it. Yep. So I'll save you the trouble, Mike, because you literally are telling anybody who will fog up a mirror that you got your second Moderna <laughs> know, shot right? yesterday. Yep. On the phone with so, Westwood One this morning. I mean, he's like. checking in <laughs> to make sure that everybody's hearing it on our terrestrial radio network, the It Being the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing? It's, like, you know, it's just one of those things like, how you doing? How you doing? He says, how you doing? And the guy says, that guy says, how you doing back? Well, I got my second shot of Moderna. <laughs> We've talked, man. We were friends. That's his boy. Like you don't even know what he looks like. Doesn't matter. We're buddies. You know what? Mike is just a. um, he's an he's an avuncular man. Look that up. By you the are way, that. I just wanted to let you don't know what it might mean, but you are that. That's I work through pain. Like that's I why had I, food poisoning. I came into work. You, get the shot. My arm feels like Rocky punched it like that was fifty seven times. years ago. And Apollo Creed. Right. And Drago. But at the end of the day, I lived through the eighties, so I'm good. <laughs> that's another line that he's been saying. All <laughs> he's morning. been saying that all I mean, you morning. Through the eighties. Lived through the eighties. Clubs in New York City and New Jersey in the eighties. You could live. You through could take any. a second Moderna shot standing up. I'll take a Pfizer. Give me a more. Right give them all right now. <laughs> and Johnson and, and Johnson. And you'll make sure no, no, that we're hearing it. You're, th- th- that oh, everybody's yeah. hearing us, and then anybody <laughs> who asks you will know you had it. I could take seventeen shots like you've done. Look drafts. at him. That's right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> T.J. Jefferson. Good to see you. You over there oh, are you are you re- are you are ready you for what ready today today's show yeah i'm always ready Third what, our guest why is today any different than any other it day? is our hey. first in studio guest oh, day that we've right. had in over a year two marches ago is when patrick fabian of better call saul fame came in here and we said Come back anytime. Had no idea we'd we'd not see another human soul other than us for a, a year plus. After I mean, that. I'm super. I mean, I love you guys, but yeah. I'm sick of seeing your faces. I'm glad Stephen you know A's what? coming. Stephen A. Smith is coming to our show. All third hour, the first take co-host, the host of the Stephen A. Smith Show on ESPN Plus. Stephen A. Smith will be in the chair. To my right, yes. right over here. It's an empty chair. I've been looking at that chair for a very long time, <laughs> and I can't wait to see a warm ass in that seat. It's been a long Everyone time. Everyone should know it is a socially distant chair. We're, we're practicing best we can. 
I mean, we're spread here out we every are. day in here. Yeah, and right. and you, sir. Yes. T.J. Jefferson. Holler at your boy. You are all prepared for what's coming your way. I stay ready, Rich. So Our I'm, resident Dallas Cowboy fan, Stephen A. Smith, will be strolling into the studio, and it is my job as host of this program to stir that pot. <laughs> I was tired. I was sleepy. But not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all. How about them Cowboys? Ladies and gentlemen, Let's go. Smith is coming here. Let's I go. can't wait. And what is your shirt that you're wearing today that you no doubt chose specifically as your Whoa. armor for our third hour guest? What I, are you wearing? I mean, I, what does I, that say? Every, to be the man, no, you got to beat the man. You're actually to, to quote the 16 time. World champion, then nature boy, Ric Flair. To yeah. be the man, you got to beat the man. And you guys are trying to set me and Stephen Ooh. A. up for some one-on-one combat. I'm not really here for it at this okay. time. But if we got to do it, if I got to go against the man, then you know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. 16 times. Everybody's just going to have to tune in to hour number three of this program. <laughs> Slick by God, Rick. <laughs> Woo. Cannot wait. Woo. Oh, my gosh. That's called setting the table. So, um, we got another pro day, everybody, right? Justin Fields pro day, uh, the second pro day at <laughs> the Ohio State University for the quarterback. That could be third, fourth, fifth overall, sixth overall. If the Tenth, Dolphins uh, want to trade yeah. out, tenth overall. If the Cowboys want to trade out, will the Lions trade out, seventh overall. Could they take Justin Fields? If Justin Fields sitting there at nine, the Denver Bron- Broncos take him? Or is Justin Fields just taken off the board? Because these Mac Jones breadcrumbs that have now actually been baked into a full loaf. (laughs) Could those actually be placed out there and let to sit out there? Because we're all assuming that he's the guy that fits the Shanahan system. And could it have been Justin Fields all along? Or is it possible that two weeks from tomorrow... In the great state of Ohio, wow. as Burt Parks used to say, the uh, host of Miss America, he would go say, Miss Ohio. Oh, wait. I don't know why I'm saying that. Oh, stop. N-O. <laughs> <laughs> the Ohio. Could it be possible that two weeks from tonight in the great state of the Ohio, <laughs> that we learned that today's pro day is what actually got the Niners to go, all righty. We needed to see that second day of Ryan Day's pro day. Lots of days. Many, many days. Ryan, pro, pro Ryan. Justin Fields' second pro day. Here we go. Will we find out it's today's the day that he actually became the third overall pick in the draft? Is he already the third overall pick in the draft? And the Niners are like, yeah, we'll go to Ohio. (laughs) Is he already that guy? I still cannot believe this. And I I will say this knowing the story that I've heard from Bill Polian, Pro Football Hall of Famer, from Jim Morris Sr., Hall of Fame individual. I've heard this story that they grinded tape on both Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf up to the day of the draft in which they went and took Peyton Manning. Much to... Hunter S. Thompson chagrin, as we've learned on this program with (laughs) frequent Rich Eisen Show guest host Ryan Leaf. And so 
I know these things happen, that tape is grinded even when 2020 hindsight stares you right in the face. Right in the face. To say, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you grinding tape for here? It's a no-brainer. No-brainer. We've heard that. I've heard this story independently confirmed by everybody involved. And I'll still say, I can't believe the 49ers traded all that capital for a, we're fine with either one of these people. <laughs> I can't believe the general manager, John Lynch, and the head coach, Kyle Shanahan, despite their excellent standing within the organization with their owner or ultimate boss and Jed York, I still can't believe that they would be one walking in and saying, this is what we're going to do, but we're still going to figure it out. I, I just can't, I can't, I don't know why I can't wrap my hand, hands or head around it. I just can't. They have to know who it is. They have to. And the rest of it is due diligence. Like the, the, you never know. You just got to, you got to make sure. And the whole concept of misdirection makes no sense to me because they traded all this up for what? To move back? To get more than what they gave up to the Dolphins? Like this is just a play for more picks? Or they're leaving it wide open as a play for more picks? That's getting too cute. They can't come out and say who it is. Well, no. They can't not. because that person could actually say, you know what, I don't want to play football. I, I've gone to this whole up to this point, and I've had an epiphany. <laughs> I've had two pro days. I've had an epiphany. I've had two pro days. <laughs> and that last pro day just showed me I'm not kind of Yeah, this. I want to do it. You know what I mean? I like, think I'm over it. I don't know. You, you know what I mean? You, right, you just right. never know. So you can't say we have traded up for Mac Jones, especially when there's two other teams that have gone in front. What if Zach Wilson decides to say that? Trevor Lawrence, the, the Sports Illustrated cover story is about his lack of shoulder chip. Like, he's got nothing to prove. He's just some dude who's just going about his business like, I'm just naturally talented. I love the sport. I love, you know, life. I have a new wife. It's great. It's all set up. I don't have anything to prove. You know why? Because he's never lost more than twice in his life. <laughs> I read that about Trevor Lawrence, and I thought to myself, I, I, I love this kid. I can't wait to see him play, can't truly. Wait. And that he does have his head screwed on right. And it is great to see that, right? But he'll have a chip on his shoulder when he's 1-9, if that happens. They're going to the playoffs, Rich. Come on. I know you said that, but honestly, kid comes out, and he, if he's dynamite, even if he is dynamite, he'll, be, he'll have maybe lost more games in the first two months of the season, if they're lucky, he'll, he'll have lost twice as many games in the first two months of his professional career than he has since, like, freaking high school. So, yeah, of course, you don't have a chip on your shoulder when people have already told you you can't because we actually proved it on the scoreboard. You you could not today. That that, that could not happen. But Trevor so, Lawrence has also been the number one pick for three years now. Understood. Understood. That's why he might yeah, I mean, have a why, chip why, why on his shoulder. Why wouldn't he? Why so, would he have a chip? So I wasn't surprised that he has no shoulder yeah, chip. Yeah. But what, a, you know, there's a, too many what ifs for the 49ers to come out and say who they want. They won't. So they have to, you know, go about their, but like if they don't show up to this pro day, 
I guess they could get through it because another famous story I've been told and gleaning through my years of covering the NFL draft, 17 of them. 17, wow. What an accomplishment. More than that. I mean, you know, I've covered NFL drafts for SportsCenter going back 25 years. Sure. But just just in terms of hosting hosting. the actual broadcast. How many? 17 17. of them. That's tremendous. Jay Cutler didn't even talk to Shanahan before the Broncos drafted him. He had no idea they were coming for him. So, well, our buddy Joe Thomas is weighed in. Did you see this this morning? I did not. No. Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers going to draft Justin Fields. Save this tweet. There you go. And that's why I said to everybody, it's Mac Jones. going to be Mac Jones. Totally has to be Mac Jones. And why? Because we see the system, the scheme, and whatever. I, I I would not be surprised if Joe Thomas is calling a shot Ruthie and Stotts. Just remember that nobody was saying that right now. I still can't. I just cannot wrap my head around that the Niners have made this maneuver without pegging who it is and telling Jed York this is who it is and then telling no one else as we heard earlier in the week from uh, what Ian Rappaport and others are saying, or Ian came on the show and said that they haven't told anyone else in the building. It's they know who it is. Maybe we'll find out two weeks from tonight that this second pro day having and and this pro day as well as Trey Lance's second pro day that's coming up next week. It, it'll it'll be like, hey Kyle, what you, what what do we, what else do you want to see? <laughs> you know, it'll be like we're taking requests. Del Tufo, you know this, taking requests. We you always know this. take requests. Right, back in the 80s that you survived, <laughs> meaning you could take a second shot of Moderna standing on your head. You know what I mean? Like, we're taking requests. We're taking requests. What do you want? Kyle, uh, another what Kyle Pitt, you Another Kyle Are you like, Kyle, cause in, in, I don't know. Why not? Why not? I told you. We're going to one day see at the draft somebody's throwing a ball to the commissioner for one last tr- route tree. Looks good. Looks good. One last route tree. Looks good. Tree. So... Podium route Again, we'll get some answers two weeks from tomorrow night. Our first guest is is someone who plays his football in the state of Ohio, the center for the Cleveland Browns, J.C. Treader. Look, we will ask him about the Browns, but one of the, re- the reason we're having on is he is in his second season now, second calendar year now, of the president of the National Football League Players Association. Not one, not two, but three teams sent out very similar statements yesterday to say that they are not going to take part in any voluntary off-season workout programs at all. Any voluntary workout programs in person at facilities, they're not taking part in it. And one of those teams is your defending champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'll read it to you. NFL players across our league are a group of professionals who care about our jobs, our community, and our families. We made a commitment to the organization, to Bucks fans, and to each other that we would come back to try and bring another world championship to Tampa Bay. We know that our union worked to negotiate safety protocols, but in light of the ongoing pandemic, we are choosing to take a stand with other players across the league and exercise our right to not participate in the voluntary offseason program. We had a fully virtual offseason last year. And we held each other accountable to do the work it took to win, and we plan to do that again. Statement on behalf of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers players. We're going to keep an eye peeled to see if any more teams join the Bucs, the Broncos, and the Seahawks with a similar stance. 
the Lions also this morning. The Lions just added their name to the list. So that's now four of the 32. One-eighth. I just did the fractional math in my head. Thank you to my third through sixth grade teachers for that. So I'll just, here, here's the deal, because I want to get to J.C. Treader on time. Players despise the fact that voluntary workouts are really mandatory. <laughs> right. That if they don't show up to voluntary workouts, they are branded as not team players by or viewed by coaches as not pulling their full collective weight. The word voluntary, since I started with the NFL Network, has always been in air quotes. It's mandatory. Coaches want you there. And coaches also want to coach first, second, third-year players up. That's what Bruce Arians said, that last year, a lot of first, second, third-year players did not get this invaluable coaching time in the hands of the coaches. They're control freaks. They want them. But it's voluntary. And it's a pandemic. And if guys don't want to leave their houses to do this, then it's their right to say that. Now, the question is, though, yes, we did see a level of play last year that I didn't sit there and say this looks sloppy to me. The question is, though, is that if there are safety protocols in a certain town, in a certain city, where you're not supposed to be gathering outdoors and a bunch of players are out there working out, will the Players Association hold those players to account? Wondering. Just remember, the Bucks were a team last year that went against the recommendations and practiced Tom together outdoors. Park. Tom was in a park. Right. And parks and high school fields. Right. The Titans yeah. did it. Right. So. So, so there's also the aspect as well that voluntary is voluntary. And where does it end? <laughs> right. And is this the time to essentially say, no, look what happened last year. And how does that all play out? And the Cleveland Browns are the host of the draft, and they have had a sneaky good offseason. And Clowney could be walking in that door. So there's lots to talk about with J.C. Treader. I have set the stage, if you will, for the NFL PA president and center of the Cleveland Browns. And then there's David Allen Greer in hour number two, and then Stephen A. Smith in person, hour number three. It's going to be a dynamite show. Don't go anywhere. J.C. Treader of the NFLPA and the Cleveland Browns when we come back here on The Rich Eisen Show. Before we take a break, I do want to tell you about the great Callaway Chrome Soft Golf Balls. We saw Xander Shoffley damn near win the green jacket using one. Phil Mickelson had a dynamite Masters using one. John Rahm, he almost made a green jacket run over the weekend. They all use the Callaway Chrome Soft golf ball. I do as well because they make a better tour ball for everyone. Whether you're a pro, a low handicap, or a weekend warrior, if you want the best performing tour ball, there's a new Chrome Soft for you. The original Chrome Soft is Callaway's number one selling tour ball because most golfers love the combination of incredible distance, soft feel, and short game control. Trust me, I, I could even feel the difference. But then there's Callaway's number one ball on tour, the Chrome Soft X designed to give elite players precise shot workability and amazing greenside action. You want to hit bombs like Phil does? Callaway's longest tour ball, the new Chrome Soft XLS. Low sprint profile provides max distance off the tee with tour-level short game spin. Chrome Soft isn't just better, it's better for everyone. Find your Chrome Soft today at callawaygolf.com slash chromesoft. Back with J.C. Treader in a moment here on the Rich Eisen Show.
Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. You met Prince, correct? Yeah, what yeah. Would, what's I, the story I, behind that? You know, uh, I can't remember how we met initially, mm-hmm. but after our first encounter, he made sure that I was at every house party that he had in Los Angeles. And if he knew that I was in town, like in New York, he made sure that I was at every uh, show he performed at Madison Square Garden. I'll never forget, we were at Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. Security came to me to my seat at the end of the show or towards the end of the show and said, Prince wants you to come on stage. I was like, okay. Yeah, he wants you to come on stage now. Oh, all right, so I'll go on stage. It's me, Whoopi Goldberg, Cornell West, Tavis Smiley, a bunch of other people on stage. And we went to this after-hour spot after the concert, a place called Village Underground in, in the sure. village. Sure, oh, it's famous. Yeah, and so, you know, because Prince likes to jam afterwards. Well, Prince just went to go listen to the musicians. And so it's Prince, his assistant, myself. And I see Prince lean over to his assistant. And then all of a sudden, the assistant leans over to me and says, uh, I don't know why I do this voice, but it's like, Prince wants you to come back and have pasta and pizza. <laughs> I was like... Oh, okay. And then Prince got up and left, and she got up and left. I don't know why her voice is so deep, because it was a woman. She got up and she left. Because you were summoned. You were summoned by royalty. And there was, you know, an array of people uh, in the living room, and I went back to find Prince, and he was back there holding court with Tavis Smiley and Cornell West, and he looked up and he was like, smiled and gave me the peace sign, and I went back in, and 
We had pasta and pizza at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> wow. How did Prince like his pizza? Um, This is very important. The toppings is a window into one's soul. First off, there was no meat on the pizza, and I didn't see Prince eat any pizza. Uh, we would go to his house, man, for, for the house parties, and it'd be Stevie Wonder playing the piano, uh, uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner on bass, uh, you know, uh, Rochelle Farrell singing lead, you know, uh, Harry Connick Jr. playing bongos. No, 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 that was uh, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> yeah, Matthew McConaughey, I'm sorry. I get him confused sometimes. But it was just amazing, man. And then you, it's like 5 o'clock in the morning, his chef is serving you breakfast. You're like, why am I at Prince's house at five o'clock in the morning, man? It, 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 it was truly uh, a, an, an amazing uh, relationship uh, that not only myself, but other people had with him. I'm just glad that it was pizza and pasta. It wasn't like a game of telephone, like Prince yeah. asked you to do something. You <laughs> came back pizza and pasta through his no. assistant. Bad then Prince wants you to come back to the hotel and have pasta and pizza. <laughs> That's how it came to me. Fun stuff with Anthony Anderson. Check out all of his appearances and all the uh, celebrity appearances through the near seven-year history of this show. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. We're here on NBC Sports on Peacock. Stephen A. Smith, all third hour in studio. David Allen Greer in hour number two. And we turn to the phone lines right now. Over my years of being with NFL Network and NFL Total Access, I've interviewed many in NFL PA presidents, starting with Trace Armstrong back in the day, now an agent. Troy Vincent, who's now at the league, and then Kevin Mawai, who's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Those were the first three. And uh, a center is back under center as the president of the NFLPA. Welcome to the Rich Eisen Show, J.C. Treader of the Cleveland Browns. How are you, J.C.? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. A pleasure to chat with you. So uh, let's just jump right into it, uh, if you don't mind. Is there a boycott uh, of voluntary off-season in-person activities going on with uh, the NFL Players Association in the NFL? Well, I, I don't think boycott's the word. Um, I think to start, the offseason is voluntary, and that has slowly lost its definition yes. over time when it comes to voluntary offseason workouts. Uh, and I think some of the media and some fans, and I know a lot of the teams, have stopped looking at voluntary as meaning actually voluntary. Um, and I think guys right now are making an informed decision about what's in their best interest. Uh, when it comes to their health and safety. And that's what being a professional is all about, is making informed decisions for what's best for your, your health, your career. And guys are doing that, um, and we're seeing those those people come out and come forward and say what they want to do moving forward. Okay, so is there is there there's no coordination occurring at the union level with all the teams? There's now four, uh, based on my count, including the defending Super Bowl champs, which will definitely um, get some attention. Um, is there no coordination between these teams uh, at all? Uh, between the teams, no, but the, we're, we're the union, so when, when guys have questions and mm-hmm. guys want to know what's going on in negotiations, what whether they're going to be protected, what are the protocols, uh, we give them those answers and we give them that, that data and that information. So um, we're, we're in contact with all the teams because that's our job as a union is informing our players on, on what's going on and, and what they, uh, what information they need. So how many teams do you expect, um, based on the information that they've been asking for and that has been provided to them to wind up with similar stances as the lions, bucks, Seahawks, and Broncos, as you and I currently are talking, JC Treader. 
it, it really comes down to each, each person uh, making their individual choice. So those conversations will continue to happen, I'm sure. But if, if we just take a step back for a second, mm-hmm. we did this all of last year. We had a virtual offseason, and some feared what would happen with injuries or what would happen with the product on the field. And what we saw was injuries were down. We had a 23% drop in missed time injuries last year. Uh, We had a 30% reduction in concussions. Nearly every type of injury was down or flat compared to their five-year trends. And then when it comes to the product, we saw scoring be up. We saw the margin of victory be as, as close as it's been in over a decade. We've seen more teams in the playoff hunt at the end of the season uh, than ever before. We have saw more come from behind victories than ever before. So when injuries are down and parity's up and drama's up and scoring's up, uh, it starts to point to the fact that this isn't necessary. And when, when you go back, all you're risking is getting hurt and potentially losing out on making the team. Guys are going to have to start making a decision on what's best. That's in a normal year. What's going on right now is COVID's still going on, and we're at three times the daily cases that we had last year at this time, and we're not back to normal. So there are, there are decisions to be made with a pandemic going on that last year we both agreed, the NFL and the NFLPA, that's in everybody's best interest to just stay safe and stay apart for a while. And now you hear stories like Jason Tatum come out and talk about how he has to take an inhaler before every game because he's still feeling the the effects of COVID. Miles Garrett talked about it publicly this year. So as a player, when you're looking at all this information, why would you go back in April, May, June, risk catching COVID, and then when you actually have to perform during the season, you might be still feeling the ill effects of that that would affect your performance, affect whether you make the team. Um, guys have to make those decisions for themselves now. J.C. Treader, Brown Center and NFLPA president here on the Rich Eisen Show. So uh, when Bruce Arians says something along the lines of first, second, and third-year players are not going to be as advanced because of the lost time in voluntary workouts and that they might lose their gigs to veterans, how do you respond to that? Uh, My job and our job as a union is to know what our players want. And this is what our players want. And we surveyed our players. And the vast majority of our players think the virtual offseason is the best for this year. And that wasn't just the veterans saying that. Just as many young guys, just as many guys with one year of experience, two years of experience, three years of experience responded saying that they think the virtual offseason is the best thing for them this year as the older guys did. So that's a narrative that just doesn't have any factor or proof to it. It's Mm -hmm. just used to try to... Uh, divide the the union, but we know what we want. We, we we as players talk, and we as a union are in charge of representing what all players want, and that's what we're doing. No, and look, I, this is not my first rodeo on this subject matter, JC. Uh, it is the first time we're having a conversation that um, you know I, I I I've seen the the concept of voluntary be put in air quotes and then assumed to be mandatory. And I've seen how many players bristle because they're painted as being less than a team player because of it. And um, and so where, where does it stop? You're like, you know, you do negotiate to have something actually termed mandatory. So for those mandatory 
scenarios, the the teams that are are saying right now they're not going to appear, the players on these teams that they're not going to appear um, for voluntary workouts, they still plan on appearing for the mandatory sessions. Is that true? Yeah, we would, we would surely advise them to. There are contractual obligations about being there for the mandatory portions, um, and we would surely explain that to everybody about why you have to be there, what's in your contract, and what would the repercussions be if you don't show up to the mandatory portion of it. Okay, and just a couple other, um, you know, I guess, viewpoints to, to put it to in your direction for your response on it. What about the concept that the, the facilities were, um, for the lack of a better phrase, as hardened against COVID as they possibly could, just a 0.08% uh, positivity rate last year, so what would be the concern of actually appearing in a facility that has been set up similarly to last year for a voluntary workout? The off season and the regular season are two completely different parts of the year with completely different rules on what would go on. So the off season, you only need to be there four days a week. If you want credit, those are, those are the amount of days a team can hold you. Mm-hmm. So guys are free to leave. Guys didn't leave their home cities during the season. We had a virtual bubble. Guys stayed dedicated to staying in town, staying year round, uh, all year for the season. They tested every day. That will not be going on. So we don't know what our facilities will look like. So we, we can't compare what happened last year during the regular season to what will go on this year in the off season because the protocols will not be the same. There will be giant holes and openings for COVID to get in the building. And that's what guys are, are realizing, just how different the regular season would be compared to what this would look like as an off-season program. And what about the concept of vaccination? That if uh, that if uh, everyone was vaccinated, that this might be a, a different scenario and a different conversation. Is the NF, What's the NFLPA's stance on having the membership vaccinated, JC? We've, yeah, we've, we've provided information and we have a medical great medical director and tom mayer where we allow guys to ask those questions i have gotten my first shot but i won't be fully vaccinated until mid-may and if you haven't gotten your first shot yet you might not be fully vaccinated until june comes around which is the entire off-season program so vaccinations are great to talk about but they're they're just not going to be part of this conversation um, as of right now, because just the timeline to get fully vaccinated wouldn't have been completed by, by the time that the offseason would be completed. All right, so then let's look over the steering wheel towards a playing season that's coming up, J.C. Treader. The league sent out a, a memo to essentially say uh, league employees or team employees that are not vaccinated are not allowed around folks like you, uh, Tier 1 and Tier 2. Um, and, and it seemed to me reading that memo that I guess le- the league's leaving up the mandating concept of vaccinations to the union so what what is the union's stance on telling players to get vaccinated in time for the playing season is there one yeah the, the league's made it clear they're not gonna they're not gonna mandate vaccines for the players um and in our stance is we're gonna allow players to make their decision we're providing them all the information we think guys need to read it understand it and make the best decision for themselves that's been our position um uh, and and that's what we need guys to do and that that's going to take time that's going to take we, we've seen kind of the slow growth in the vaccination rate in the NBA. That's not done overnight. Mm-hmm. It takes time. And that's why we're you know, providing opportunities for guys to talk and learn and talk to our medical director and talk to 
experts on the field just to feel comfortable in what they're doing. And so do you, what's your general sense as the president? Do you, do you think that there is a, a sense that much of the uh, Players Association is going to get vaccinated in time for the season? Or do you think that there is a considerable pushback? We saw my colleague at the NFL Network through his podcast, Kyle Brandt, talked to Josh Allen, and Josh definitely seemed like somebody who had to think about it and might actually lean against it. What's your general sense, J.C.? I think we're I think we're people. So I, I always try to look at we are just a microcosm of the general population, mm-hmm. and, and I think we'll probably fall down a, a similar line of that. So um, I, I don't know. I don't think we're any different, or we look at the world any different. We are just normal people who have the same beliefs as as people who aren't professional football players, and, and that's going to be kind of how we how we fall. But. Again, I think all of the vaccination talk, I think we're very hopeful that we will be back to normal and we can have full stadiums and have the fans back in September. But April isn't September, and we're, we're nowhere near those points now. And that's one of the issues we're having right now is the NFL has this feeling of we're going to be normal for the regular season, so let's just go back to normal now, and we're not normal now. So, uh, J.C. Treader, a few more minutes left with the Cleveland Brown Center here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. The, uh, the season for the Cleveland Browns uh, that you guys had last year was stupendous. Uh, I, I know you might not have gotten as far as you had hoped, but there was a, a major leap forward. Why? What happened last year, J.C., that you can actually put into terms, talk a little football with you before I let you Yeah, I, I give a ton of credit. For, to, to Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry for coming in and uh, developing the culture that they want for the team. Um, and, and, you know, we, we just really came together. And it was not tough, and that's why Kevin deserves so much credit uh, for being a first-year head coach, coming into a year like last year with the protocols and the all-virtual offseason and all those things, to be able to step in, implement your system, implement your program, and find immediate success shows just, what a quality coach and human being and leader he is. Um, and, and that's what he did. He, he built a team. He built the team camaraderie um, and, and built us into uh, a great team. And that I kind of the, the saddest part is we wish we, I, you know, I always think back to that Pittsburgh game hmm. at, at Cleveland week 17 to go to the playoffs. And I just wish the, the world was different. We could have had a sold out crowd for that. <laughs> Sure. And to see the dog pound back um, for that game would have been great. That that's just a missed a missed opportunity. We are very hopeful for many more of those to come. But that that's one I wish we we could have uh, experienced the uh, the full taste of, of Cleveland Browns football. No, I'm sure of it. But you're you obviously that's your point is there's there's more to come. Um, obviously, in terms of proximity on the field, nobody's closer than you to Baker Mayfield. Um, what what change occurred? Do you think with Stefanski and him? It, look, it, it's 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 a it's a maturation process for anybody, regardless of a first overall selection or one ninety nine overall like Brady. But uh, what 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 uh, in your estimation, from your point of view, um, occurred with with Baker Mayfield for him to take that leap last year? Baker's, Baker's always been a leader, uh, so that's the first thing you saw when he walked in the building as a rookie. And then he continued to develop as, as a player and as a leader and becomes a better leader um, and a better player. And, and that takes time. Everybody continues to get better as you work. And I think Baker has just absolutely worked his tail off all of last offseason, all of this, this past season, 
and even this offseason talking to him, you see how much work he's putting in. Uh, I'm excited to see him come back and see all the growth he'll have between the end of last year when we get started this year. And then just, uh, I guess, to bring it all full circle, do the Cleveland Browns uh, plan on appearing for voluntary offseason workouts, or might you and your colleagues and brethren join the other four teams that have made a statement that they're not showing? Yeah, that'll be an individual decision that we'll talk about as a team. We haven't had that conversation yet, but I don't. I don't speak for for the Cleveland Browns. I don't speak for every guy in the Cleveland Browns. Uh, we'll we'll talk to them just like the other teams are having these conversations, and every guy will make their their choice on what they want to do. Why are centers so good at this job for the president, JC? Because I, I and it's not just a, he wasn't the president at the time, but I, I had a whole half hour long conversation with Jeff Saturday on NFL Network during the lockout when the winter was very very cold in the middle of the summer. What is it about centers makes this so oh, good? Oh, I, I don't know. I, I think on, we man. have a ton of leaders in the locker room and in the union. Uh, our executive committee is is great, and we have a no, we have Alex Mack on that, but we have a ton of other uh, Clayus Campbell, Richard Sherman, Michael Thomas. Uh, we we have a, a bunch of really great leaders on the executive committee and as reps. But uh, it might just be a, a coincidence that uh, a couple centers have have taken the lead in, in some issues, but. Uh, there are a lot of really quality people and quality leaders all across locker rooms. Well, I guess let's be honest that now I'm not to be coward and try and, you know, um, snag on your quarterback here, but, uh, if Baker was such a leader, how come you're not in a progressive commercial with him? <laughs> well, I, I've, I've let him know that I noticed that the rookie left tackle got the first jump into the, uh, the, the commercial than uh, some of his older uh, teammates. So I, I've made that clear to him. But, no, it's, uh, he, does a, he does a hell of a job on those. You, I mean, you're, you went to Cornell. You could be in the book club, JC. Come on, you could <laughs> I, be in his I, book I would club. definitely fit that. I, I would definitely fit that, uh, that role well. Yes, you could get in the stands with the book club waiting for, for someone to show. You can do that. I mean, let's just pound the table. I'll just do my best to pound the table for you. You know? I love it. I love it. I, I need all the help I can get. JC, appreciate the time in the chat. Um, uh, I know these are interesting times. Let's uh, let's keep talking, if you don't mind. Good luck um, in the off season, and um, and uh, we'll chat down the line. Absolutely, appreciate having me on. You bet. That's JC Tretter, the president of the Players Association and the Cleveland Browns Center, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. I would, I, I would hope that there will be a bunch of players that get that shot in the arm. I'll just say that. But I don't blame him for not wanting to show up for voluntary offseason workouts. Yeah, me neither. I don't have – you know what I mean? Like, both can be true. Like, it's a, it's a pandemic, voluntary offseason. We're not there yet. But also, I, I, I would hope that if, if, if we do see, hey, we're not showing up for offseason workouts, but 10 of us are going to show up in a park somewhere, you know? Which I guess if you're socially distant and you're all vaccinated, go for it. Because at some point, like I said, you know, there's mandatory and there's voluntary. And if this is a way to push back and say that's voluntary, look up the meaning. That's mandatory. Look up the meaning. <laughs> I understand that. But can we get everyone get a shot in the arm too? Let's do that. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Your phone calls and we'll set up the rest of the show. It's a big day here on NBC Sports and NBC Sports on Peacock, too.
Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Will Farrell and John C. Riley, good to see you, gentlemen, right here. Very much. Uh, very much you. good to see you too, Rich. Yeah, right back at you. Yeah. Great to see everyone. Well, Not just you, Rich. I have a friend who, when he sees someone wow. coming towards him, like in a room that yes. he's supposed to know, he can, mm-hmm. he can tell I'm supposed to know this person, but I don't. Mm-hmm. He goes, "There he is. <laughs> there he is." How are you as a ref, though? I'm strictly what's called an AR, mm-hmm. uh, assistant referee. So I'm the guy who runs on the sideline with the flag. I thought AR meant whole ref. Well, that's what. The shorts are pretty short too. I mean, they're stocked in length right there. Look at that ample thigh. (laughs) That's a ham hock right there. Look at that. That's ready for that's ready for market. So you um, might want to smoke that for a couple days. You guys want to slice? Put some hickory around it. You know what I would genuinely love for you as a second career, if you ever decided you wanted a second career, finally be a broadcaster. Be a, someone who's calling color, right? Rich, maybe you could give me a break. I mean, that would that would boost ratings for whatever sport you were talking about. What if about? I took over the Rich Eisen show? Yes. Ron Burgundy did help announce the national curling finals in Ottawa, Canada. And they had all these ads for Tim Hortons Coffee, which is a big coffee chain yeah, yeah. for our, our Canadian listeners. And um, I just kept saying, all the signage, I'm like, who the hell is Tim Horton? <laughs> who does he think he is? Is there any possibility that we see a Step Brothers sequel? We haven't never talked about this uh, face-to-face in public. No, we haven't. So let's, let's break some ground here. Uh, are we going to do Step Brothers too? I, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's going to happen either. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Put up the Photoshop anyway. Oh, oh, you one. make sense in that world somehow, Rich. <laughs> All righty, that was fun stuff back in the day with Will Farrell and uh, John C. Riley. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eyes. How are you feeling over there, Mike? It seemed, you, you're, you're, I seem like you, I, I look over every now and then you're, you're moving, you just moved your hand yeah, like this. Are like you I'm testing just, to see if yeah, you're I okay? See, I want to see agility. You're testing it all out? <laughs> Stevie A's coming in. I may have to get a couple drops fast. It's like this is like. You got him ready? Hold on. Wait, just hold on. Just hang on. We've done the sports science about you. We know how much time is wasted. 
Well, actually, True. if we do it now, could it be? Could he be better? Could he somehow be better? Be. Or just the day after the? Because I'm like Drago. Correct me if I'm wrong. You got the you got the second Moderna shot yesterday, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, Richard. What are we going to hear more of? The 17th, shot or seventeen drafts? Please, please, please. Tomorrow I mean, it's his second day with the Moderna. When we no one will, he won't even talk about it. No. Tomorrow, I, tomorrow it'll be two weeks until my first day of my seventeenth draft. Please. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. A worthy conversation to talk about the off season. Play, coaches, we got Sean McVay on tomorrow. I will ask him. You know, coaches will be like, I need these guys. I need them. I know what's best for them. I can handle it. I'll take care of them. I need them. I want them. You know, these times that we can have the guys in here is great. And if the guys are saying, I don't want to come. Look at what I mean. The fact that the NFL last year looked like it did, the only thing that was different about the NFL in the pandemic season from one season to the next was the lack of fans in the stands. You can't sit here and say, boy, that was sloppy. Boy, there were fewer tackles. Or there could be fewer tackles. We're just used to seeing it now. That's a fact. But coaches are going to be like, hey, my ass is on the line. I drafted this kid, you know, second round. He had a third round grade, fourth round grade. He doesn't do well because then I'm out of here. And by the way, Bruce Arians, as 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 uh, J.C. Treader said, you know, potentially dividing the electorate of the union by saying, hey, you know, what's the quote here? I think I have it right here in front of me. Arians said uh, over, he said over uh, the, uh, in February, that veterans, quote-unquote, love that S when players of younger, um, you know, on the younger scale aren't as good. They're not going to take this veteran's job. They love it. That's true, too. Veterans do love it. Yeah. Because in the salary cap world, as, as, it's, as it's, you know, as it's going, the the veterans, those seven, eight, nine year veterans, they're getting squeezed. They're getting squeezed. Because I'd rather get the young guy who don't have to pay. Right. And I know I gotta pay the, the young guy who hits it big. I gotta save money for that. And then there's the free agency binge. You know what I mean? Levante David got a two year deal. Now that may have something to do with the, the lessing salary cap, but I'm just pointing out. Right. Like that guy was amazing. He didn't get that five year CJ Mosley deal. No. So all of these things are true or have something that you could say are are based in fact or you could you could make a good case is actually works. But the players, for them to have to be around all the time, you could say, well, they're paid to do it. Well, actually, they're paid to be at the mandatory ones, not the voluntary ones. Not the voluntary ones. Not the voluntary. No. Although you did see some... Anonymous Patriot player quotes yesterday. Bill tells me to show up. I'm showing up. So we'll see. And then there, you know, what J.C. Treader saying, it's an individual thing. You know, what that's code for is, hey, if you've got money tied up in workout workout bonuses bonuses that you got to be there, well, that kind of makes it mandatory for you. So go ahead. We're not going to stand between you and your money. But yes, we would like to make sure that we're not putting ourselves at risk, but also for 22, 23, 24, if we can, 
loosen the grip between voluntary and mandatory, they should attempt it. Jeff in Detroit, let's take our friend's call. What's up, Jeff? Hey, what's going on? Unc, tell us how's everybody doing today? What's on your mind, sir? Hey, Jeff. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. I just got the good news that you're going to be at the – in Cleveland for the NFL draft, yes, man. sir. I will Can't be there. I'm double. I, I, I'm double vaxxed. Um, so like Del Tufo, I will be fully vaccinated by then myself. I'm 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 right there with you. Um, yep, I am right there with you. You know, it's funny this conversation that you are having about the uh, veterans in the NFL kind of reminds me of that old uncle that knows everything, but has uh. He's been relegated to nothingness now because everybody has a computer in their pocket. And then it's like when the power goes out, they got to go ask, um, what does this mean or what does that mean? Dude, I'm that uncle. I, I used to know, like, silly stuff, and nobody calls me anymore. It's like, you know, my goodness. I'm hoping that I'm hoping that they take this serious and, and, and understand that when you're putting your body on the line and you want extra games, they're going to go ahead and kind of – reject that you know and 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 i I feel like the players have a good sense uh the veterans have a good sense of uh what's going on and what's needed because we've never seen situations like this as far as the pandemic as far as the games being off track just hoping that you know the lions don't get too far in the season before they make me uh hate them i don't know you could see what happens we'll see what happens and thanks for the call jeff we'll see what happens with your lions at seventh overall uh, we were planning, as we announced yesterday, to have Dan Campbell on the show. His schedule changed. We're rescheduling with the new head coach of the Lions. So there's that. Um, and, you know, this is one of those things. We just hung out with J.C. Treader. Uh, the, the, uh, the Browns have uh, just signed Jadevian Clowney. One-year deal, right? One-year, $10 million. Okay. Here we go. Him and Miles Garrett. Look out. I like the Cleveland Browns a lot. <laughs> don't forget, and I wasn't going to ask J.C. Treader this because it's not his call, it's not his take. Don't forget, Odell Beckham Jr. is still a Cleveland Brown. Everyone assumes he's gone, that's gone. Look what they did without him. They're a better team without him. That's insane talk. That's nutty, insane talk. It really is. He's going to come back. Jarvis Landry's coming back. You've got Chubb and Hunt. You've got that line in front of Baker. You've got the coach, second year. Baker's second year with the same head coach since Bob Stoops in college, right? Bob Stoops' last two years at Oklahoma was the last time that Baker Mayfield had the same head coach two years in a row. I mean, what was it? Was last was last year, well, no, Freddie Kitch- did Freddie Kitchens last the full year? I don't even know. I forget. He uh, did, yeah. I mean... He's had he's had seemingly more so, seasons so of, of, of interim head of, of interim coaches than anything else. Yeah, so many head coaches. And now Clowney to that defensive line. Add Clowney to that defensive line if he is healthy and ready to roll with Miles Garrett, defensive player of the year type candidate. You think and the Ben man, wishes he made it just retire? No, Ben's got <laughs> one more year left. And then the Browns have a draft, by the way. Browns could add some quality players in the draft to already their young group. You know, Denzel Ward is one of the best cornerbacks when he's healthy. He yeah. wasn't healthy a lot last year. Right. I might say the Browns are the team to beat in the AFC North. How about that? And I'm not looking to be part of Baker's book club.
<laughs> Even though I did go to the Ivy of the Midwest, the University of Michigan. <laughs> Only Michigan people say that. Oh, that's not true. There are T-shirts. There are T-shirts. Chris, there are T-shirts. <laughs> David Allen Greer knows Michigan very well. We'll be chatting with him. And a great Olympic moment coming up. Don't go anywhere. All right. Browns are going to be feisty. Let's, uh, yeah, you, don't you think? I do. They don't even have that first place schedule either. That belongs to the Ravens. No, part, well, yeah, no it belongs to the Steelers. Steelers. Belongs to the Steelers. They were 11 0 and then That's right. lost out. Yeah. That's right. Belongs to the Steelers. Hold on. Let's see. The <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers get everybody elsewhere. They go through their cap hell. Ben's coming back. Different center. First place schedule. All right. Browns play the other North, right. North teams. And then they play the AFC West. Okay. Broncos, Raiders, Chiefs. Chargers. That was a hell of a playoff game, man. They played friggin' the- pylon came up and beat him. Take that pylon and hit him over the head. They play the NFC North, right? Lions, Packers, Bears, Vikings. Yes. And they play the Patriots. Third, you know, third place schedule. Yeah. And then they play the Cardinals. Is there? They, that's game. right. They have a third place schedule. Right. The Browns have a third place schedule. Pats and Cardinals, their other. That's making. That's got the makings. They had an eleven win season, right? These things kind of bleed into everything. And then a third place. How many? How, how many eleven win teams have had a third place schedule? The following year, mm. can't be many, right? Can't be many. That's because the Ravens beat high. the Titans in that first. In that they fir- were both eleven and five, but the Ravens had the tiebreak. Right. 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 You've got an 11-win team with a third-place schedule coming up. Wow. How about them apples? Okay. Oh, that's right. I could be, by the way, and I'm sitting here thinking, I'm, first of all, I'm a man of advanced age here, thinking man, about way too much at the man. same time. There's a seventh-seeded team. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So... And now it's 17th That's right. game. So the six seed, <laughs> yeah. right. They were the exactly. six seed. The, the, the Ravens were the five seed. The Browns were the six seed. And that's what now you just forget. Yeah. That's right, because the Colts lost to the Bills. I know we got to adjust. Got it. All right. We're all, we're, all, we're all ready for hour two. <laughs> <laughs> 